Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Decoding the Unknown. As always, I am your host Simon, and what happens here is Katie has written me a script which I've never seen before. We're going to explore it together. It's going to be a good, or it might not be a good time. I always kind of lead with it's going to be a good time, but it might be horrific. I mean, this isn't Casual Criminalist though, that's another podcast I do where it is almost always horrific. Uh, This is Decoding the Unknown. That's a different show. Thank you Katie for putting it together. Let me read it, Uh, and let's see where we go today. It's called The Peter Bergman Case. Oh, if you enjoy this show and you're listening to it as a podcast, leave us a review. Spotify now support reviews, which is wonderful. And if you're on YouTube, well, there's a like button below, which you're not obligated to press, but I always appreciate it. On the morning of 16th of June 2009, a father and son out for an early morning swim found the body of a middle-aged man washed up on a beach at Ross's Point in County Sligo, Ireland. I'm sorry, Irish people. I have no idea how to put it. Like Ross's Point, Sligo. Sligo's quite an unattractive name for a place. It's just like Sligo. It sounds like, I don't know, the beach there doesn't see you. Oh, it's Ireland though, so it's probably very pretty. But it's not a very pretty name. After being pronounced dead at the scene at about 8.10am, the man's body was taken to Sligo University Hospital Morgue, where an autopsy was performed the following day. No identification was found on or near the body, and the man was later buried in an unmarked grave in Sligo. Thanks to CCTV footage, we have copious amounts of video evidence of this man in his last few days alive, but they just serve to provide more questions than answers. Who was he? How could he leave no trace of himself? And what was the mysterious purple plastic bag? Oh my god, this reminds me of... uh... What's that? Is it an Australian one where there's the guy he's found and he has like the page of a book in his pocket and uh, it's just this like super mystery. Have we covered it on Decoding the Unknown? If we have, it's embarrassing how little I remember. But uh, it's something, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, let's just move on. Yes, it's a tale that is highly reminiscent of the Tam and Should Solomon a Man case. Exactly. That's the badger. But if you want more information on that, I believe Simon has a top 10s on it or something. Yeah, I probably do. I, I I know it only because I made a video about it. I have no idea where that was, which channel that is on, anything like that. So uh, yeah, good luck finding it. In this episode, let's try and decode the modern day mystery of the man who called himself Peter Bergman. The Strange and Sorry Tale If you're not familiar with this story, there'll be lots of talk about suicide later in this episode, so just a heads up if you need one consider yourself warned i remember once i made a joke it wasn't even that bad someone was like oh it was just one it was really just one person who was complaining but it stuck with me and i made it it was like just i made a joke about suicide which is obviously something you don't necessarily want to joke about but it was very light-hearted it wasn't like i was actively like encouraging suicide they were like that triggered me about my friend who committed suicide and i'm like i don't want to be a but isn't that like 90% or 95% on you? Because then even the word suicide, you'll be triggered by it. And I'm like, I don't know, that just seems like a you problem, doesn't it? And I don't mean it in a d- way. It's like, I, 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 if we're going to talk about it extensively in an episode, well, obviously, you know, I think a trigger warning is not necessary, but it's a good thing to have. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> Enough rambling. Let's just carry on. I feel like a d- The first confirmed sighting of our mystery man is when he arrived in Derry by bus on Friday the 12th of June 2009. He then caught another bus to Sligo, a large and popular beachside town in the northwest region of Ireland. From there, he got into a taxi and asked to be cheap taken to a cheap hotel. When the first option was found to be full, he carried on to the driver's next suggestion, the Sligo City Hotel. You can see him coming in on the hotel CCTV. I'll be using the term CCTV quite a lot as that's an easy way to refer to it. If you're not familiar, who isn't familiar with CCTV? 
Wait, is this just a British term? Or like, uh, uh, Katie's also British. Um, do you... Americans not call it CCTV? It's like closed circuit television cameras. Tele- Ooh, I don't actually know what it stands for. <laughs> Big brain. Uh, it's security cameras. It stands for closed circuit television. Okay, there we go. Which is basically uh, video surveillance security cameras. They, I'm really surprised. I thought that was an international term. Uh, the man entered with a black shoulder bag carrying another black bag in his hand. He paid cash for a three-night stay and gave his name as Peter Bergman in the hotel register. He put his address as Einster... Oh my god, somewhere in... Oh, it's not German. Oh, it's uh, Austrian, so it's in German. But impronounceable street name 15... Vienne uh, 4472. Vienne is Vienna in English, the capital city of Austria. Is it Vienne or Vienne? How are you supposed to say that? I don't know. I'll just say Vienna. The taxi driver and hotel staff confirmed that Bergman had a thick German or Austrian accent. Importantly, and apparently against policy, the hotel did not ask him for any confirmation of ID. Uh-oh. On Saturday, the 13th of June, Bergman was seen on CCTV coming and going from the hotel 13 times. Each time he left, he carried with him a purple plastic bag that had things inside it, although you can't see what they are. Every time he came back, there was no bag to be seen. He was also seen going to the post office on Saturday, where he bought some stamps priced for overseas postage and a corresponding amount of airmail stickers. What's he disposing of? He's leaving the hotel, and he's disposing of something somewhere. I want to jump to body parts immediately, but it's probably not. <laughs> Sligo has multiple CCTV cameras covering the town, and Bergman is visible walking around the streets. However, he was never caught on camera disposing of the contents of the bag, so what they were and where he left them remains a mystery. On Sunday, the June the 14th, Bergman got in a taxi and asked the driver to recommend a quiet beach for a swim. The driver took him to Ross's Point, about 8 kilometers 5 miles away from when Bergman got out and took a look around, but then got back in the cab and drove back to Sligo. The taxi driver later confirmed that Bergman had mentioned that he was from Austria. I feel like his use of taxis doesn't correspond to his use of cheap hotels. Like, I've stayed in plenty of cheap hotels when I was, like, traveling around when I was, like, younger. And I'd be like, well, a cheap hotel would always be more expensive than a hostel. Or a cheap hostel, even better than that. And I'd be like, taking a taxi would be insane. Because you'd be like, oh my god, this is so much money. And you're sitting in the taxi, you see that meter turn over, you're like, oh, it's so expensive. Taxis are expensive. On Monday, June the 15th, Bergman requested a late checkout from the hotel. He then went out with the full purple plastic bag again for one last emptying. When he checked out later on, you can see the CCTV footage on the CCTV footage that he has a black shoulder bag and the full purple plastic bag, but he doesn't seem to have the larger black bag that he was carrying before, only a smaller one that looks more like a wash bag. This guy Okay, so what's he up to? He's got some he's come from Austria, presumably, or it maybe I don't know, could live in Ireland, and he's checked into a cheap hotel with a large purple bag and then gradually over time he's filled other smaller he's filled this smaller bag with items from the purple bag wandered around town and presumably like disposed of it or hidden them in places and then go back to the hotel and eventually checked out once he's done with it all he's it's i, I i'm really i know it it just seems unlikely because i mean it, if he was hauling in a giant purple bag with a body inside it i feel like katie would have mentioned that it was the size of a person because that's big and heavy. Also, how would he get that on a plane? <laughs> um, but it does feel like he's like disposing of body parts or something like that, doesn't it? What else would you need to be so careful about disposing of? Spy documents? Is he a spy? 
He walked to the bus station, and by the time he got there and appeared on CCTV again, the small black bag had disappeared. He was next captured inside the bus station, where he ordered the classic hanging around in a station fare of cappuccino and a toasted cheese and ham sandwich. <laughs> Truth. The number of pe uh, petrol stations, like bus stations, train stations, you're just sitting in there, it's too loud, there's lots of people, you've maybe bought a magazine, and you're just sitting there having a coffee and a weird sandwich that isn't particularly good and is super overpriced. Yeah, it's it it's true. It's so true. He then took a piece of paper out of his pocket, wrote notes on it, and folded it up, and then ripped it to pieces, throwing the bits of paper into a nearby bin. He eventually got on a bus for Ross's Point, the beach he had briefly scouted out the day before. When asked by the bus driver if he wanted a single or return ticket, he asked for a single. The bus arrived in Ross's Point sometime in the mid-afternoon, and Bergman got off taking his bags with him. Several people confirmed having seen him on the beach over the course of Sunday afternoon and evening. He stuck out to them, as most remember him being quite smartly dressed for the beach in his dark trousers, shirt, and leather jacket. One witness on the short documentary film The Last Days of Peter Bergman said, He looked almost out of place and out of time. He was seen walking parallel to the water with his trousers rolled up, pacing up and down. He did respond to brief greetings from fellow beachgoers, but according to different eyewitnesses, quote, he did seem to be kind of stooped, hands behind his back, as if he was in another world. The last confirmed sighting was after 10.30pm, with some sources putting it as late as 11.50pm. This dude sounds like he's gone to this, uh, and I also know because we had the trigger warning about suicide, um, it sounds like he's checked into some hotel, he's disposed of something that he doesn't want people finding, and then he's decided to kill himself. And he's going. He's gone to the beach, and he doesn't care what he wears because he's going to the beach to swim out to sea, which I didn't realize was a way to kill yourself until I saw that Spooks episode, um, which is that British spy show. I think internationally it's got a different name, like MI5 or something. And the the main character just goes to the beach and just swims out to sea and dies. Does he die? Something like that. He intends to kill himself, and I'm like, why would you swim out to sea? That sounds like a horrible way to die. Can you imagine you swim out there as like, oh, I changed my mind, and now I'm in the middle of the ocean and it's night. <laughs> By this point, it was only the fact that it was so late that made anyone remember seeing him. Peter Bergman was not seen again until 6.45 the following morning when his lifeless body was found washed up on the beach. He was wearing speedo-type swimming bottoms, but had underwear and a shirt t-shirt on over them. His other clothes, were, including his leather jacket, were found lying in a folded pile further along the beach. There was no form of ID on the body, just a few coins, some aspirin, and a bar of soap from a hotel. Strangely, every item of clothing had the tag cut off. Bergen was pronounced dead at the scene and transferred to the Sligo University Hospital morgue. The tags being cut off the clothes is not unusual. People cut the tags off if they find them itchy. This dude could be one of those people. I think that's one of those things that when people look back and they're like, they want to make it more mysterious or they want to dig and find weird things, they'll be like, cut the tags of his clothes, people don't know where they're from. So like, now he cut the tags of his bloody clothes because he found them itchy. <laughs> Stop trying to make things up that aren't, you know, not make things up, but like make things more mysterious than they really are. The mystery deepens. Oh, here we go. You might surmise that a person dressed in swimming gear albeit with clothes on over the top and was found washed up on the sand, probably drowned in most cases. You'd be correct, but not on this one. Whoa, okay. The medical examiner confirmed in the documentary there was no signs of foul play and no evidence of, at least externally, saltwater drowning. It was found on further examination of Bergman's body that it very advanced prostate cancer and tumors that had spread into his bones and other parts of his body. He had previous heart attacks too, but the toxicology report brought back no trace of any sort of painkiller in his system. The examiner thought this was odd, as due to the cancer, Bergman was probably in some amount of pain. He also thought that because of the advanced stage of his cancer, Bergman probably only had weeks 
to live. Bergman's official cause of death was given as acute cardiac arrest. After this sad end, the Gardaí, the Irish police force, set about trying to identify him. His name was found at the hotel, but it was then discovered that no confirmation of his identity had been made. A subsequent search of his name through European and eventually North and South American passport databases brought back no matches to this apparent Peter Bergman. This led to the Gardaí to assume that he was using a false name. The Austrian address given the hotel did not exist. No phone, no wallet, or any other sort of personal item was ever found. Stills from the CCV footage and artist renderings from his autopsy circulated throughout Ireland and Europe, but no family member or friend has ever come forward to ID the man. None of his bags or any of the items he seemed to hide away throughout Sligo were found. Peter Bergman, it seems, is a ghost. Um yes okay reasonable or you just haven't found him he could just be a lonely person who doesn't really know anybody and then just anonymously wanted to kill himself and okay so he didn't drown but he was obviously very very if he was going to be dead within weeks he's a very sick man and it is definitely entirely possible that he swam out to sea intending to kill himself and to drown but his heart gave out before because he was so sick Okay, so far there's not really any mystery to me. It's like, I mean, okay, sorry, there is mystery. What was he disposing of? It could just be personal effects. He just wanted to be a completely anonymous dead person. And that he traveled with some belongings that he had. And he just wanted to get rid of those belongings. Ironically, by making this such a mystery for everybody, everyone's digging into this Peter Bergman character. The aim of the trip. One of the few things we do know about Bergman, as I have to keep calling him, is that he was not from Sligo. One of the other few things we could probably surmise from his behavior is that he went to Sligo with the intention of ending his life there. We know he was not from Sligo as he was seen traveling there from Derry and didn't seem familiar with the layout of the town. One of the many dead- yeah, also when they've circulated the picture of him, someone will be like, oh yeah, that's Bob! <laughs> like, fairly immediately. Sligo doesn't strike me as a giant place. One of the many dead ends to this trail is that nobody seems to have worked out how, uh, where he came to Derry from. If he came from outside Ireland, which seems likely given his accent and assertions that he was Austrian, surely he would have needed to show some ID to get there from anywhere else in Europe. Sure. So he could have shown this ID, he could have shown his real passport, and then just disposed of it as soon as he arrived in Ireland, if he intended on not coming back. So you could look for flights from Austria to Ireland. Uh, with someone roughly his age and then ask the flight attendants and pilots on that flight uh, or through the airport whether they could but then again it's like okay why this is the thing this is going to be very expensive and there's going to be all sorts of police ex uh, resources spent on this but it's like why would they do it what's the motivation to find this guy who doesn't who clearly doesn't want to be found and tell his probably non-existent friends and family be like it's a mystery okay bummer we're not gonna solve it but it also doesn't seem like that important <laughs> so bad i should be selling this harder shouldn't i like oh my god stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out what really happened to peter bergman but really i'm like oh my god you kiss <laughs> oh no okay let's carry on god i'm so cynical it's depre i depress myself sometimes with how cynical i am it's like why would we waste money on this Honestly, dear listener, why would you waste time listening to this? <laughs> he may have been in Ireland longer than people realize, though, and just went to Derry and then on to Sligo in June. I have no idea how back, far back authorities looked for incoming travelers, but maybe it wasn't quite far enough. And why was, why was he in Sligo in the first place? Basically, everything I say from now on is almost total speculation, but everyone who interacted with him and the police investigators afterwards concluded that it was likely that he had gone there with the intention of killing himself. Knowing what we know from his autopsy reports, there's no way he wouldn't have been aware 
that he was very, very sick. He'd had at least two heart attacks previously, and a worker at a bus depot who Bergman asked about a bus to Ross's point did say that he looked like he was in pain or some sort of stress. Having scouted out a beach the day before, Bergman checked out of the hotel and, after ditching another bag somewhere, spent all day wandering up and down the beach, perhaps waiting for high tide and for no one to be around. Having taken care of not leaving any identifying features anywhere in the hotel, town, or even his own clothes, he set out to disappear into the Atlantic. There are branching theories why the next first maybe he was swept out to sea, never to be recovered. This could have also have been a whim, or as many people have speculated, it was to do with insurance or tax reasons. No medications were found in his toxicology report, meaning that he wasn't taking anything for his cancer. With potentially only a few weeks to live, he took the matter into his own hands and went out in a peaceful way in a beautiful place. This is the thing. I reckon he was intending to swim out to sea, but he probably had a heart attack pretty swiftly and died and therefore like ended up getting washed out to sh- onto shore rather than being able to swim far enough so it'd be washed up and then is that right like i own i feel like i only know this from like an episode of csi or something but if you kill yourself and you have a life insurance policy it's not going to pay out but if you just disappear after a while they'll i guess legally declare you dead and then your life insurance policy can pay out so does that make sense but then if he clearly doesn't seem to have any dependents or anyone that he wants to notify about his death, so who's that insurance policy go to? Weird. Maybe he'd visited Sligo before, or maybe he'd picked a random coastal town on a map, but maybe the thought of enduring a few more weeks or months of pain was too much. There might be payout implications for life or health insurance in some countries in the event of suicide, so missing to be legally declared dead in the future might have been one way around it for Bergman. There we go. I know there are a lot of holes here, but we'll delve a bit deeper into this as we go. I mean, a big hole is it's going to take a long time for you to be declared legally dead. And also, if you have, like, Okay, yeah, but then it's like, okay, you're going to... I feel he's got late-stage cancer, and he has a heart attack, so it's not technically suicide. But then that's a really intense one. Because it's like, if you've got a life insurance policy, and you're dying, and you know you've got a few weeks to live, and you're like, okay, but the pain is unbearable. But if you kill yourself, then your life insurance won't pay out, and your family won't get anything. So you have to that's that's kind of sadistic on the part of the life insurance policies because then they're like you have to bear through it and die when the cancer goddamn takes you you know what capitalism is get f- which uh that seems a bit intense on the life insurance company's parts i feel like there should be a, an exception there because otherwise we've got old poor peter here swimming out the See. Another theory is that he did actually die coincidentally while he was trying to kill himself. His cause of death was not drowning, but cardiac arrest or a heart attack. He was wearing a swimsuit, albeit with underwear and a t-shirt, when he was found. So maybe he was venturing out or coming back in. Had a uh, then he had a heart attack and died. Due to the tides, he was found close to where he started. If this was the case, he left everyone with a mystery for no real reason. Unless, and this is the third theory, he wanted to go out with some sort of bang and intentionally create a mystery for people to solve, whether he meant for his body to be found or not. Um, I find that unlikely, because it's one of those things where it's like, yo, you're dead. Why would you care? It's like, one thing, it's like, you know, all that stuff that we think, you know, it's like, oh, funeral, all this stuff. It's just for your family's sake, because you're dead. You, I mean, you can't possibly care. Why would you want to create some sort of weird mystery? I guess so you'll be remembered for something? Which is also something I like feel a bit like personally conflicted about because it's like, yeah, I'd like to be remembered for something, which is a weird, like, <laughs> slightly narcissistic, even ego maniacal thing to say. But it's also like I'm also fully aware that I won't be. And especially 
over the really long term like you go back 100 years it's like how many people do we really remember from 100 years ago it's a few and then go back a thousand years 10,000 years 100,000 years and in the like grand scheme of things these are not long periods of time go back 10,000 years it's like really I don't is there anyone remember from 10,000 years ago Pro- I, I don't I couldn't name anyone or fan maybe someone would mention someone to be like oh yeah yeah like that guy from some bible story or something but and these were the most these are the people we remember there's probably like three <laughs> or nobody so also like, oh, what's the point oh <laughs> uh, oh dear <laughs> we're all gonna die and be forgotten ah <laughs> scary or not because who cares you'll be dead let's delve a little deeper now into some of the biggest points of interest in the case the name and address We've been calling this man Peter Bergman as that's how he registered at the hotel. No apparent match to a Peter Bergman of his description or age was found in passport databases or whatever the police searched at the time. It seems very odd that the hotel did not ask him for any confirmation of identification. This isn't really addressed by the hotel in the documentary. Oh yeah, the documentary, there was the quote from earlier. Uh, just uh, They just say that they would have asked him for some details. I guess if he was paying cash in advance, it may not have been necessary. Mm, maybe. Or maybe it's just one of those places where it's like they just don't ask questions. It's like, yeah, just paying in cash. Yeah, of course, maybe they're legally obliged to ask for ID, but they don't and no one cares and no one's going to get caught and there's going to be like minimal punishment. He had no reservation and just walked in ready to pay for his three nights. Is it even necessary to give a name at all? How do celebrities do it? They're always checking in on a false name, so who's providing the corroboration there? Admittedly, it's been a while since I stayed in a hotel without making a prior reservation, so I'm not the best judge to say whether this was usual behavior in 2009. I don't think it is. It's been a long time since I've stayed anywhere where they haven't, either whether it's a hotel I've just walked into or a hotel that I've booked ahead of time. Even then, you'll arrive and they'll be like, can I see some, uh, you know, passport and credit card, please? Um, does the, I don't, I can't remember a time. Or maybe you just forget it because you just don't, you know, you don't remember when it doesn't happen. But I'm pretty sure it's almost every single time. To be honest, it's been a while since I stayed in a hotel at all, but because of what happened to Bergman, it's just maddening that we have neither the confirmation that Bergman was his real name, nor any sense of how he might have reacted when asked to provide another form of ID. And this leads on to the address he wrote. It's been given as Einster15VN4472. This is not the correct postal code for Vienna, or indeed anywhere in Austria, and the street name also doesn't make sense. I mean, okay, but it's like if I was making up a postcode, like I think of like postcodes like they're always well, they're not always but isn't it like letter letter in the UK letter letter number number letter 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 no letter it look there's a specific format but I could easily make up a postcode that looks valid like I'll make one up right now RE121FD okay there we go it looks legit but um if someone looked it up I imagine that's not actually a postcode that doesn't mean he's not from Austria I wasn't able to find an image of the original entry he wrote, but handwriting and possible variations on the word aside, there is no such place. Did Bergman just write any old crap down, or was there a clue in there somewhere? He mentioned to at least two people that he was Austrian, which obviously matches the address, but that nobody but that could have been a red herring. How many Austrians do you know if you're not from Austria? Would you be able to tell the difference between a German and an Austrian accent in isolation from each other after just a brief conversation? I feel like I know maybe a couple of Austrians or have known like not currently but you know have known um i'd be not be able to tell the difference between that and a german accent no way 
I can't think of any famous Austrians off the top of my head. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, you can. Hitler was Austrian. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger's Austrian. They're, they're different. <laughs> Apart from Hitler, yes, but he became German anyways. So that kind of muddles, muddies things. Uh, and when was the last time you heard Mozart's anything? Oh, yeah, Mozart, also uh, Austrian. After a, quick, after a quick search, I forgot the big daddy, Arnold Schwarzenegger. There we go, but his accent's hardly authentic anymore. My point being, why not? I guess it's like, you know, your accent gets mixed up when you... Like, even my accents. It's like, I used to... I mean, I'm def, you could, I definitely have a British accent still. But it does get a bit funky, because I've lived abroad for so long. And just hung out with people who don't also have British accents. Especially, like, you know, from my region. So... It's definitely got a bit weird over time. My point being, we only think Bergman was Austrian because he said he was. The purple plastic bag. A lot has been made of the fact that Bergman is never once caught on camera disposing of any of his possessions, yet we know he went out with full bags and came back with none. The guard eye are of the opinion that he was getting rid of all of his personal possessions around town, making it uh, less, making it more or less impossible to find out any more about him. Is this true, though? When Bergman arrived in Sligo, he had two bags, neither of which were that large. If he was only staying for three nights, he probably had a few changes of clothes, some toiletries, etc. He was seen leaving with a full purple plastic bag at least 13 times over the course of Saturday and Sunday. To me, that seems like more than enough times to get rid of whatever he might have had in his luggage. And why would he have waited until checking into a hotel at his final destination to start dumping all of his stuff? Why hadn't he, did, why hadn't he done it sooner on the trip? Maybe he had, and these bags were all that was left. Yeah, that's immediately why I was thinking he could have had just more stuff if he only had these small bags while arriving then maybe he did. We don't know anything about him before he got to this town, remember? It seems a bit odd that he would go around town throwing or throwing away or hiding whatever was in the bag to hide his identity. If I were doing the same thing, I'd maybe still have a passport or driver's license for emergency purposes, and that would be about it. None of my clothes have my name stitched into them because I'm not at school and anymore and anything else I would have ditched before leaving or just left in my house. Okay, but there's a reason he wants to make this all super anonymous. Like, he wants to be anonymous. So he's traveled with some stuff. Maybe this is all of his belongings. Maybe some sort of, like, drifter. And this is all that's left. We don't know who he is, so his last place of residence has never been found. So what could all that stuff have been? Why would you go around throwing away clothes or toiletries that couldn't identify you anyway? There is a pretty depressing theory that Bergen was carrying around things that might be considered embarrassing, such as adult diapers. Remember, he was in the advanced stages of prostate cancer and this can render people incontinent. I know he made a lot of trips out, but I really don't know how often you'd need to change these, and to me, it does actually make sense. He didn't want the hotel staff to see them, so he took them out in his purple plastic bag and disposed of them elsewhere, such as in a public bathroom. Of course, the guard I did search the trash, public areas, car parks, and gardens of properties that Bergman was seen near in Sligo, but if you have no idea what you're looking for, how are you going to know it when you see it? Yeah, this seems like a bit this seems sadly true. That's probably exactly what he was doing. Because Bergman was never seen emptying the bags, people have theorized that he had the police or spy that he had police or spy training or some sort of knowledge of the cameras around. According to Detective Superintendent John O'Reilly, CCTV cameras are highly visible all over Sligo Town. I mean, that's the, yeah, it's like he had spy training. No, no, no. CCTV cameras are not hidden. They're usually super obvious because they they're not there to like record crimes. They're there to prevent crimes. Like. That's why there are fake CCTV cameras. That's why they're a thing. Um, so he just was like, oh, okay. 
Doesn't seem there are any CCTV cameras around here. And then he dumped his stuff. That seems like he's not a spy. It's like anyone could figure this out. <laughs> well, blimey O'Reilly to me. This means that if you can see where the cameras are, you can also see where they're not, as previously mentioned. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he may have been popping into a bathroom to dispose of sanitary products, and the police aren't going to take any notice if they find it in the appropriate waste container. If we subscribe to the theory that Bergman was intentionally creating a mystery, the bag does come into play here as it's very distinctive. Seeing him carry a purple bag is, very e is a very easy way to pick him out in surveillance footage, so as soon as he gets rid of it, it makes him harder to find. Maybe there's more footage of him that hasn't been found because he lost the distinctive marker. He's never seen carrying an empty bag. It's either full or it's not visible. He probably stuffed it into his pocket as at least one of 13 purple plastic bags would definitely turn up at some point during the police search, or maybe he had a bag full of weird junk and was compulsively strewing it around a foreign town for no other reason than he was having a mental breakdown brought on by stress and illness. Seems too complicated for that, in my opinion. Nobody connected to the investigation seemed to think he was suffering from any kind of mental illness, though. The one thing he had, he was seen throwing away was a note or piece of paper that he had at the bus station. We see Bergman opening it, then refolding and tearing it up. Unfortunately, by the time this footage was found, it was several days after the investigation began, so the contents of the bus station bin were long gone. That's a, I'd love to know what was on that note, but the reality is I know they're going to recover that note, and it's just going to be some boring thing about like, okay, if I get the bus at 11.03, and that's two hours, and it gets in at 1.07, and then I need to cross to the new platform, it'd be some boring-ass thing like that. That's what it would be, and they'd like go through the landfill a bit, oh. And again, it's like, why are we trying so hard to solve... The police shouldn't be... This should be something just for internet people. I don't think the police should spend any particular amount of time trying to solve this. Because the guy clearly doesn't want to be found. And it's not like there's any reason to suspect that he's a criminal. A trip to the post office. Bergman went to the post office and purchased stamps and airmail stickers on Saturday. It has since been confirmed that he did post some letters, but apparently the footage from the post office was accidentally corrupted, so there's no video proof of this. Him mailing letters, though, adds a whole other dimension to the case. Oh, yeah, okay. What was he sending letters to? Who are these letters to? Uh, were they to family and friends, explaining his decision and asking them to keep his identity a secret to further the mystery? Or for the insurance uh, or for the insurance or just personal reasons if so it's a pretty sad ending as he was buried in an unmarked grave that involved three bodies and he's currently the second occupants oh i didn't realize that was a thing that is kind of depressing his funeral was attended by four members of the guard eye and the two funeral officials uh if these if they were personal letters rather than say charitable donations or boring admin stuff he still may not have got enough information for the recipient to have put two and two together to recognize him from the police campaign yeah i mean and where's he sending them he could be sending them to austria and it's like really the mysterious address in austria are the irish police sending like a photo that their sketch artist drew up to uh, austria just the whole country <laughs> he might not even be austrian where you're like have you seen this man entirety of austria <laughs> It may be that just friends and family never saw the appeals. This was in 2009, though, with the images freely available online. Yeah, but who goes? No one's looking for these images online. That's the thing. No one. It, it's going nowhere. Or maybe it was just he was just one of those people with no family left who led a quiet and lonely life. He didn't interact with anyone in a sociable way in Sligo and was always pictured walking alone. Maybe he truly had no one who would have put a name to the face. The post office can't trace where these letters were going, so this line of investigation also hits an infuriating dead end. The Autopsy Report 
No traces of medication or painkillers were found in Bergman's body, which seems odd given the advanced stage of cancer that he had. There was some aspirin, aspirin found in his pocket, but he didn't seem to have taken any. It should be noted, however, that the toxicology report was just a general one which didn't cover some of the more exotic drugs and poisons that some people have theorized that he'd taken. Why would you theorize that? Why would you think? He's going to poison himself and swim out to sea and die of a heart attack from all the horrible cancer that he has? Doesn't seem very likely, does it? Had he purposefully taken something that caused his heart attack? No. <laughs> he was just super sick. He had two previous heart attacks because he'd got so much cancer. Was he under some sort of duress? It seems unlikely that other people were involved as he was not as he was always seen alone in town, at the hotel, and on the beach. The fact that he was wearing a swimming costume is a bit odd, unless he went for a swim, was getting changed, and putting on his underwear over his trunks for modesty, had a heart attack, and fell back into the sea. If he was thinking in, of intentionally drowning himself, might he not have put all of his clothes on? This is what some people think, although if I was planning on swimming into oblivion, I'd give myself a shot at the swimming part first, and maybe it was just a bit too cold for the speed star trunks alone yeah that's the thing he was probably like yeah put my speedos on go down to the sea and so he's like oh it's really cold at night i'm just gonna stay in my clothes and just go into the sea like that this is really depressing watching the documentary though the medical examiner did not mention this so maybe it wasn't true a couple of clues Given that nothing was left in his room and no trace of his other possessions or bags were found, we've only got the remaining clothes and contents of Bergman's pockets for clues. While he had cut the labels off his clothes, they were still identifiable by brands, so either he had his name on the labels or they were just super itchy. Exactly! His shoes were made by a German company, his jacket and trousers from CNA, a Dutch clothing store that's popular across Europe. He had also he had almost 150 euros in notes and coins, some tissues, aspirin, sticking plaster or band-aids, and a bar of hotel soap might not seem like a lot but there are a couple of possible clues in there really <laughs> it's just a generic bunch of crap the plasters were the hansa plast brands oh yeah of course you can look at this kind of stuff is the is the hotel soap from the hotel he's staying at maybe that's a clue to where he was previously yeah like where are the euro notes from do they have country markings on them probably not actually never mind and also they'll get mixed up super quickly where's the aspirin from all this kind of stuff I'm a, i'd be a terrible detective I'd be like that seems like a bunch of crap to me just throw away <laughs> the pluses were the hansaplast brands which while widely available throughout europe under that name are based in germany the aspirin was also distributed in germany and the soap was not from the sligo city hotel on the wrapper it said mild soap hotel care <laughs> mild soap hotel care generic name uh, this is not a brand of soap available in Ireland. It appears to be a kind of generic hotel soap, probably used in European hotels, given the multiple translations of mild soap on the back of the wrapper. Again, nothing seems to have come of these links, apart from maybe it was actually German after all. Uh, also, no, I, it could be still Austrian. It's like German. Germany makes a ton of stuff. Like I live in Prague, Czech Republic. Tons of stuff. You go into the store, and it's like, yeah, we've probably got these Hansaplast German plasters. I don't know who makes my plasters, but they're probably from Germany because I don't know. Germans seem to dominate the uh, the drugstore market. I don't know why. Like you go there and it's like, am I in Germany? Everything's in German. <laughs> he was wearing a long sleeve blue light blue shirt when he checked out of the hotel, but this was never seen again. Nor were his glasses, one of his black bags, or the purple plastic bag. The only other clue we had was the note that he was seen writing and tearing up due to the length of time it took to find him. But due to the length of time it took to find him, throwing it away, it was already too late. A solvable mystery. Really? I just feel this is one of those mysteries where it's 
I hate to say it again because I'm aware this is a show where it's like people like to watch this is interesting, but I just don't think it's that interesting of a mystery. It just seems like one of those ones where it's like, okay, the guy just wanted to slip into the great unknown and not be known. And okay, he's not some spy, he's not some murderer, he's not disposing of a body, he's disposing of his adult diapers because he's super sick from prostate cancer. Um, simple. Open and shut. Stop wasting police time on this. On the face of it, this seems like an eminently solvable case. Bergman had to have got to Ireland somehow, which seems difficult to do without any formal ID. Maybe he used his real ID to get ID to get there, then got rid of it somewhere else. Exactly, you could have just thrown it in the trash at the airport. Apparently, you don't need to show ID of taking a ferry from Britain to Ireland, though. Really? Although I'm not sure how you would have got to the British Isles without it. In 2009 was pre-Brexit, but I don't know if it would have been possible to get from Germany to Ireland without having to show any identification at all. Maybe he had been in the UK for a while before travelling to Ireland. I'm sure that the Irish authorities checked passenger lists for flights and ferries, but would they have cross-checked every male passenger to see if it was our mystery man using a name other than Bergman? And if no idea is, idea is required on the ferry, how could you even check a list? I mean, obviously you could get from Europe to the UK without ID. You just take a private boat or whatever. Like, but I, that is complicated. So, I don't think that's very likely. I just think he arrived under a different name, threw it away, and then became Mr. Mr. Bergman. How else could this man be identified? According to the medical examiner, he had quite a lot of dental work done and also had a gold tooth. I guess it's a needle in a haystack type of situation, though. Are you going to contact every dentist in Europe to see if they can recognize the work that he had had done? No. It's 2009. Fingerprint him. Suck some DNA out of his body and run it through the system. I bet. I wonder now if the police put it into one of those ancestry things, whether they could actually identify. They'd probably be like, yeah, the dude's Austrian. We can tell from his DNA. You'd be like, okay, great. And there's his sister. We'll do she knows. I guess that would be like a super invasion of privacy. But this whole investigation feels like a bit of an invasion of this guy's privacy. If he had been treated previously for his cancer, there must surely be a register of patients somewhere, but again, where do you look without a name? Also, Germany has improved its database of registering cases of cancer across the country, but it started systematically doing it with new cases in 2009. Bergman would have already had it for years by then, so might not have been in the database, again, assuming he was from Germany at all. So what about the obvious fingerprints and DNA? There we go. Irish police took his fingerprints and samples of DNA, but no matches came from the databases they ran them against. I think this just means that he never committed a crime. And what about running it through an online ancestor DNA thing? Yeah, again, I think we already crushed this one, though. That would be a massive invasion of privacy. It's scary that this is a... Like, I like the fact that we can use this to catch murderers. I don't like the fact that we could do this to absolutely savage people's privacy. Surely that would be the best way to get some sort of match for him. Well, apparently the Guard aren't big fans of this sort of thing, and they do not do it. Their official response to reporter Rosita Boland's question about this was, We don't send DNA to Ancestry or other sites. While it might advance an area where Peter might have, uh, Peter might have come from, it doesn't advance his identification. Sounds like a bit of a cop-out to me. Yes, it would tell you his genetic makeup. It can also link you to other people sharing your familial DNA. That's one of the main reasons people use it. Nobody matching Bergman's description has been listed as a missing person, and he wasn't murdered, so his case is not eligible for inclusion with Interpol, for example, which might give it more exposure. Yeah, and this comes back to my earlier argument. It's, like, it's just not that interesting. Interpol's not interested. The Irish police aren't interested. The only people who are interested are weird people like you and me on the internet making videos about this mystery. And even I'm like, ah, he's just a guy who wanted to disappear, isn't he? 
Have we really spent like, I don't know, 40 minutes on this? <laughs> Conclusions. The wackiest theory I found when looking into this was that Bergman was the son of a Nazi party big cheese, Martin Bormann, whose family apparently changed the name to Bergman after the Second World War. If this was the case, that, that is ridiculous. If this was the case, that Peter Bergman would have been his official name, and there wouldn't have been any need for all this hoo-ha. Didn't think of that one, did you, conspiracy theorists? <laughs> conspiracy it is that is such fucking nonsense another part we can go down is whether after having apparently gone to so much trouble to remain anonymous we should be trying to figure out who he was at all yes thank you leave him the fuck alone there have been cases in the past of people dying by suicide under false names only to be identified by their dna there was a man who used the name lie stevick for example before hanging himself in a motel room years many years later he was identified through a not-for-profit dna program but after his family were contacted they asked for his real identity never to be released some people theorize that bergman has been identified and this identity is being withheld if that was the case wouldn't the easiest response to confirm the situation and not carry on with the whole mystery man charade yeah i don't believe that happens they'd be like yeah we identified him and his family have requested privacy and everyone be like okay fine. <laughs> mystery solved we just wanted to solve the mystery we didn't actually give a about him <laughs> obviously it might also be a question of ethics or just common decency yes we're up many times in today's episode it's something that apparently is lacking if he's gone to so much trouble to keep his name out of the papers, who are we to try and dig it up again? There might be legal reasons to disclose or withhold his name if it ever does come to light, but just because we can identify him doesn't mean we should. I guess this is a moot point, though, as clearly we haven't been able to identify him and it's been over 12 years already. The most probable conclusion we can draw from this is that this man just wanted to go out quietly. I think that the fact that he posted several letters seems to suggest that he made his plans known to a few people and asked them to respect his wishes, which they have. The heart attack might have been unplanned, but the end result was the same, and the man known as Peter Bergman created something that few would have thought possible in the 21st century. He gave himself a name, then disappeared. It seems that all it really takes to disguise yourself is to use a fake name and make sure nobody reports you missing. With the full force of international electronic communication at our command, photos, videos, medical records, fingerprints, DNA, he still remains a total enigma. Yes, but also, I, I, I think like if this was me in this situation, I've done one of those ancestry things, and it'd be like the mystery would be totally solvable if people decided to put the pieces together. But because we respect people's wishes, we're not doing that, which I like. Like in this situation, if I was Peter Bergman, they'd just run it, be like, oh yeah, Simon, he put his DNA in Ancestry, didn't he? And I'll be like, well, fuck you, Ancestry. How about you keep that fucking private, you dicks? And how about you don't give it to them, police? Like, I don't know. I'm not some like crazy privacy advocate or anything, but I do believe we should respect people's wishes. And clearly, this made it, guy made his wishes pretty goddamn clear, didn't he? And now we've made an episode about it, which I kind of feel bad about, but it's not like we've solved anything, which is nice. I think everyone's like simon i was hoping you'd solve it it doesn't matter anyway this has been an episode of decoding on the decoding the unknown thank you so much for watching thank you katie for putting it together oh i didn't mention jen jen edits these videos thanks jen and uh i will see you next time please do leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts if you like it and if you're watching this on youtube yes it also comes out as a youtube video uh like it subscribe why not and i'll see you next time Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.